literally like what I've learned recently is the first thing is long term. Like as I said, as I said a minute ago about science. Like you want to you want to leave a legacy. Your legacy doesn't want to be the amount of people that you hurt. But at the end of the day, when you pass, the only thing that people care about is how you make people feel. Welcome to Ask the Pros, where I do my very best to unpack actionable, valuable insights, and with the goal of helping you live your dream life. I sit down with top entrepreneurs, professionals, making a difference around the globe so they can tell their stories. In doing so, I aim to inspire and motivate other people that may be struggling or looking for a new spark around their personal life or career path. Welcome to Ask the Pros, where I talk to professionals, entrepreneurs, and people making a difference around the globe. They tell their story because everybody's story is different. Everybody's story is unique, you know, and we can only tell our stories the best way we can. You know, on this episode, I got a young guy here. He's studying at the moment, studying genetics in the university, and he's also an entrepreneur. We're going to talk about a bit about, about himself, you know, and also him as an entrepreneur. Austin Okolo, welcome to Ask the Pros. Hi, I'm good to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, Austin, thanks, and thanks, good, good. So, Austin, to to start things off, you know, tell us a bit about yourself, you know, and how was Austin growing up as a kid? Well, um, my parents are both Nigerian, so um, I've got I'm um, two immigrant parents who are very very hardworking. Um, I've grown up in London all my life. I'm West London. Um, I've played football from when I was eight years old. When I when I got to secondary school, year seven, I started selling selling like sweets, selling like anything to get my hands on clothes. And that's why we like found a passion for selling. Um, as I went through secondary school, I found a passion for science as well. I found that I was good at science and doing science, as well as um, my business side and football side. So when I went to the sixth form, I did A-levels in um, biology, chemistry and philosophy and ethics, which then got me into the University of Sussex, um, where I studied genetics. And um, I started my, my business called Born to Stand Out, which is all about empowering the people. Cause I feel like a lot of people nowadays, a lot of clothing nowadays don't have a positive message. So my business is all about clothing that's also fashionable, but as well as empowering, empowering people, making people like stand out in their environments and feel good about themselves. And I started that in um, 2018, officially registered as a limited company. And it's just been going strength from strength since then. Okay, awesome. So yeah, that's a bit of my journey. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Cool, cool, cool. So let's roll it back a bit. You know, why genetics? Why are you studying genetics? What was your interest? I've always wanted to make an impact on the world. Um, but there's one thing that my teacher told me in school, which was um, when you die and everybody that knows you dies, um, your Facebook friends, your Instagram followers, when everybody dies, it'll be as if you never existed because everybody that ever knew you um, has, has died. So like, it'll be like you never existed. So I always want to leave a legacy. And I feel like science is such a great way we can help so many people through like discoveries through medicine and help people like um you know just just get by. So and also I just enjoy it. Like I find it so interesting. I feel like everything around us like this podcast is come. If it wasn't for science, we I wouldn't be talking to you from right now through Skype. Yeah, you're right. Science, we, science is literally everything that we that we do and everything that we are. So I just find it fascinating. Okay, then that's good. That's good. so. As a kid, what did you love doing best as a kid? Well, if I'm being honest, like, um, football was a big part of my, my childhood. Like, I love football. I wanted to be a professional footballer. That's all, like, I was my dream. Um, as a kid, like, I played a lot of football. I, um, and, yeah, that was the main thing, really. But 
Um, I don't. I feel like when you're a kid, you don't really know what you want to be in terms of education side. So obviously, you got your African parents say, "Oh, be a doctor or be a lawyer." So <laughs> yeah. that was in my ear. So I knew I had to do well in school, but I wasn't sure why I had to do well. But um, the main thing for me as a kid was definitely football. I was a massive part of my childhood. Do you plan to go pro with that? Um, no, I don't really plan. I just think where football's something I've all I've known, as you said. Um, as I said, I've been playing since I was eight years old. So for me to give it up is very hard because it's literally something I enjoy and love and something I'm good at and I feel like for me to stop playing it would be like a waste of talent so there's no real plan to go pro but if it happens it happens but I just wonder I feel like in life you do what you, you, you enjoy and what you're good at I enjoy football so as long as I keep enjoying football I'm going to keep playing football so that's just the way I see it and whatever happens from it happens from it Okay, cool. So how's uni been? Started uni first year, you know, how was that? Was there a culture shock for you? Um, well, I don't know, like with me, I'm a bit weird, like I'm very, I'm a very social person. At the same time, I don't really like change. So going to a new environment was exciting because I'm meeting new friends, like new environment, new experiences, which is what I enjoy as a person. But at the same time, changing, the the, the, the change was a bit like drastic, but I adapted well and I really enjoy, I really enjoy the freedom that you get the independency that you get and it's definitely something that I would recommend because you definitely like learn so much from being in university, living by yourself, cooking for yourself, paying your own rent, things like that. Going back to, you know, growing up as a teenager, you know, with with, with all the things going around London, you know, because now you're in uni, yeah. you know, so mm. how did that whole phase happen? Because you, you probably would have had friends in, in, in your, in high school, secondary school that, you know, maybe a little bit influential or I don't yeah, know, you know, so just, just enlight us on that bit, how you, how you cross that, that whole phase of, you know, growing up and not getting into trouble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, I'm even like, I'm even grateful to be in here. I feel like, um, it's really hard to make it out of that kind of thing. So I'm happy to be in the university in Brighton now. I feel like I kind of, I've escaped kind of, going down the wrong path kind of thing. I feel like I, right now I'm in a safe I'm in a safe place kind of thing whereas before like anything could happen to you at any moment so growing up like I definitely had because I went to public I went to public secondary school okay. I don't go to private secondary school so I was with literally people that were like focused on education and people at the same time that were like battling things on like the road like, kind of life so um, I even had like one of my best friends was even one of my best friends I was close with he ended up going on that path and right now like he's in and out of prison um he even he didn't even died. He got stabbed. So I've definitely been around it. I've definitely witnessed it. I've definitely seen people get stabbed. But with me, my parents had a strong hold of me. My parents, I don't think. I think it was more as African parents. There's more fear of that. That really that really had me because I thought like a lot of people, especially in the black community, that have a lot of dads, and for for whatever reason, a lot of black young black kids that have dads in their lives. And I feel like dads are so essential for a young boy because in the same way I love my mum and she can do a lot for you, but you don't relate to your mum the same way that you relate to your dad in certain aspects of life. I feel like a lot, a lot of a lot of correlation I see is when young black men who don't have dads, a lot of them go down the wrong path, but they haven't really got that man figure to really look up to. Because I'm a, I even thought the other day when I was growing up as a kid, the people I was really looking up to when I was like year seven was uh, the people doing the wrong things. Okay. Like those are the people that were cool. You know what I'm saying? But having a the dad there. Help me say like mentally strong and mentally smart. But if you haven't got dad there, and all you're seeing is the cool people were the guys that were doing road, doing um the bad stuff, then who's gonna tell you that's not the the, the right path? Who's gonna tell you that's not cool? I was lucky I had a dad to tell me that that's not what's right. But people without parents, I mean, say people without a dad, there's no one to really tell them no, don't do that. As like a proper like father figure, which I have, but not a lot of people have like a role model as a father. My, my father is my role model, but people without fathers that grew up in London haven't really got that role model to look up to. All they really have is the people that were considered cool 
in secondary school with the people that were doing the bad things and that's all they saw as a, as a figure which is why I feel like so many people go down the wrong path the lack of like you know like role, role models okay 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 that's good so you you just mentioned your dad now you know so how close are you to your dad oh um i love my family like of course there's been ups and downs but my dad's literally my biggest role model like to come from nigeria like came here with literally nothing and to build what he's built now in terms of businesses that's good. in terms of like a, a, a great family with me my two brothers and my mum. like to really do what he's done is my big inspiration like i've been like he i've started from a much better position than he has so for me personally if i don't achieve anything near what he's achieved I like it's a bit of a failure because like there's no reason why I can't go and achieve what he's achieved because he literally came from nothing and that's what I mean that's why I've got like a strong role model a lot of people whose dads have left them like single parent um, single mothers they haven't really got that role model like I have so the only people they really have to look up to are the people like the road men or the people doing bad things you know what I mean so I was blessed in that sense I'm, I thank God for that so have you ever made mistakes in your life um, I've made mistakes, but not like, I haven't really been in too much trouble. I've been in, in situations where, like, I remember there was one time where, um, I was actually with my friends and then there was this boy that they had like, um, you know, like disagreements with okay. and they were actually going to the boy's house to beat up that boy and I was with them and then I was on the bus now and then obviously, as I said, I come from a home where they told me that this, this isn't right, this could get you in trouble. And also the fear of me getting in trouble, like my parents instilled that in me. So um, I lied to my friend and said, oh, you know what, guys, like, I'm really ill. I'm going to go home. <laughs> but all them, <laughs> yeah, but all of those boys actually continued to go to that boy's house and then they beat him up. And every single one of those boys got arrested. So if I was there at the time, if I didn't make that decision in that moment as a year nine, 14, 13 year old boy, to make a decision at that moment to say, no, I'm going to go home and lie, I would have got arrested the same way that everybody else that, that was there got arrested. So that's just like, you know, close calls. I've even been in barbershops where somebody's, somebody's run into the shop and has been stabbed right in front of me. So going up London is definitely tough, but you just have to like, you know, like make the right, the smart decisions. Like, I feel like you don't make decisions like, People feel peer pressure. I think peer pressure is a massive thing indefinitely. Like, when up in London, people feel like, oh, to be considered cool is to do this. But if you know, like, deep down, if you know what you're doing is wrong, do not do it. Like, I wouldn't have been seen cool going home and checking out of that fight, whatever. Not even checking out, but saying I was ill of that fight. Um, pretty much checking out. I wouldn't have been seen cool, but I knew in the long run that would benefit me. So always think long term. The people that went to that fight, they all got arrested. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? So I could have had a criminal record at this point. I couldn't maybe not gone to university. So like, don't think about what's cool. Think about what's right. That's my biggest advice to kids because in the day, what you think is cool as a as a 15 year old boy really truly isn't always cool. And you'll learn later later on the line that it's not cool. And what is cool is thinking long term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's 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 good. You made you made the right decision because for me, playing the long game is better than playing the short game. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, it's good. So. If if we were to give a, a word or two advice to to kids now that you know maybe probably under pressure to join gangs, you know, to to, yeah, to go into crime, yeah, yeah. you know, what would be that advice to those young people right now? Well, literally, like what I've learned recently is the first thing is long term. Like as I said, as I said a minute ago about science, like you want to you want to leave a legacy. Your legacy doesn't want to be the amount of people that you hurt. But at the end of the day, when you pass, the only thing that people care about is how you make people feel and the impact you made. And, you know, like, how happy make people feel. If you're out here, like, doing things that are making people unhappy or make a bad name for yourself, yeah, you might see cool to your to your friends that aren't really doing, aren't really doing much. But in the long term, when you pass it, your legacy isn't going to be, oh, I've made an impact. Your legacy is going to be, 
um, I, I hurt all these people, like all these people hate me, and that's not. Do you, what do you really want in life? What do you, what do you, how do you really want to be remembered? Forget about all the, the cool things. Forget about all the boys. Forget all the peer pressure. How do you want to be remembered? And very, very few people want to be remembered as the person that was mean to everyone and so stole everyone's like robbed everyone. You want to be remembered as the person that made impacts that inspired people. So just think about inspiring. Don't think about all that stuff. Think about think long term, as I said. And one thing I always say to them as well is, in school, like being you, both from through school. The things that were cool in school, you look at them now is like, what are you doing? Like I've got, I've had friends that were cool because they were doing like the bad man thing, whatever. But you look at them now and nobody wants to talk to me anymore. So people will grow out of that. And if you're doing the wrong things, people eventually when they get older will see you as, you know, they won't want to talk to you anymore. So what's cool as a kid, like things in terms of like being a bad man will not be considered cool as you get older. And remember that secondary school doesn't last forever. You leave secondary school at 16 years old. And then everybody goes in separate ways. So you might have a bit of fame in secondary school, but that, that doesn't last. What does last is how you make people feel, the connections you made, the friends you made, and the, the, the legacy, the impact you made behind on people's lives. Yeah, Austin, absolutely, man. That was, that was a very good answer, absolutely. You know, so Austin, as a fashion designer, what inspires you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just like, with me anyway, I've always thought, like I said out, like in school, I was always like the class clown, like always the always guy making jokes in the class. I always like kind of wanted the attention kind of thing. And I expressed that through fashion. So I remember the first time I actually came about fashion was in my year six, Um, I think my year six, end of year party. And I was in my wardrobe going through it thinking, oh, I need to look so fly. And looking back at it now, the pictures, I was not looking fly at all. But um, that was, <laughs> but my attention was um, definitely to look fly. And um, so like, as I grew older, like, I always wanted to dress the best, like, look the nicest. Even if you look at my prom pictures, my year 11 prom, I wore an all-white suit with a gold tie. Like, everything was white. The only person in the whole prom, that all-white all suit. And then I didn't tell anyone either. I, I wanted to surprise everyone. And then my year 13 prom, I wore, um, as a Nigerian, you know, I wore that traditional African attire. <laughs> and um, my brothers were telling me, don't do it, wear a suit. It's from a hockey bird that I said, no, I'm wearing this. And I actually smashed it. I came with my after the tie that my that my dad bought from Nigeria with my sleek shoes. That's good, 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 good. Representing man, looking, looking fashionable. Yeah, definitely I have to. So just looking fashionable was always like my biggest motivation kind of thing. It it came in terms of fashion. I wanted people the same way I stood out in my eleven prom went all white. I want other people to stand out the same way and be comfortable standing out, which is which is where Bono Stand Out came from. Take us back a bit of how that name, you know, born to stand out came from like what what really inspired it what was the idea behind it well um well i've always wanted to start like as i said as i mentioned shortly um i've always been into selling so i always like enjoyed selling and i always like while i was a businessman so i've always been into business so then i had a friend that had a clothing brand i was like wow that's so cool man i would love to do that but um i didn't know how and i also thought that at the time there's a lot of brands out there so i didn't really um i didn't really know if it was the right thing to do because so many people were doing it so I had a conversation with my cousin and he told me it's all about how many people how many people are doing it. It's about how you stand out in a crowded market. Like we see rappers every year. Like how many new rappers do you see come through every year? There's so many rappers in the world, but every year you get that one breakthrough rapper. So I said, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go for it. So I'm, as I said, I wanted a brand with um, a positive message behind it. So I was literally in class thinking all day, like what can I do to spread positivity? What what name could I have? And I, I thought of Born to Win. And my cousin was like, no, like to keep thinking. And then um, eventually I came across Born to Stand Out, which I felt like reflected me so well. As obviously I'm dyslexic as well, so I've I've got my own kind of things that help me stand out. Okay. And um, so so I wanted something that like Born to Stand Out, like 
where which reflects me in terms of how I am and how I see, and how I thought everybody should live their lives as a person that don't be afraid to stand out, don't be afraid to be you, don't be afraid to show your uniqueness. So yes, yeah, the name really came about. Okay, cool. So, um, born to stand out as a brand, you know, where do you see that brand in next to say two three years? Um, next few years, I feel like obviously, as I said, like with business, like people are always in a rush to be the biggest, the, the best. Like it takes eight years to build a good brand, and it takes years. Like you look at McDonald's, look at all the brands; they've been going on for fifty to hundred years. People are so concerned of yes, I need to make all this money by next week, or I need to be the biggest by next week. It's not about that; it's about enjoying the process and being patient. So don't get me wrong; in the next few years, I definitely want to see growth. Like, but I'm not. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say him say, "Oh, I want to be globally known, and I want to have stores in Asia." That's sort of the plan. I literally just want to keep keep the business running and hopefully maybe gain a, a few a bigger market share and literally just like gain gain more like notoriety around um England. But I'm definitely in it for the long game, not the short game. So I'd rather do things now that will benefit me ten years time rather than do short little short little um things that will only benefit for you and then in three years time I've got no business. I'd rather do things now that will make my business well known in ten years rather than do little things. So in three years' time, like, don't get me wrong, I want to see growth, but not like, it would be amazing growth, just like more like, more noticeable kind of thing as a brand. Okay, cool, Austin. That's, that's good. That's good. On, on LinkedIn, I saw a video of you giving, you know, giving t-shirts to, to people back, back back home. What inspired that, you know, and what does giving mean to you? Well, actually, I have a cousin who had a charity um, called Shots of My Back. So I remember um, I helped him out with the charity. So we went to Nigeria in 2012. Okay. We went to Dominic- Dominican Republic in 2016. Okay. We went to Mexico in 2017. And we went to those places and we gave out shirts to those people. And I was like, wow, it's amazing. Because as a young boy, as I said, 20, 20, 2012 was when I gave up my first, um, when we first um, did a charity and gave it out. And I was 12 years old at the time. So just uh, obviously as a young boy, you don't really you don't really expose to that in kind of England. And so when I went to Nigeria and I saw these young boys that were so happy with a t-shirt, and as a kid, you all you care about designer, you think, oh, this what designers ugly. But these kids were getting shirts that didn't even fit them, that weren't even designer. But the joy in their faces was one thing that remember that stuck with me for the rest of my life. I was like, wow, that there's people out here that then we don't have much, and a t-shirt can bring them so much joy. So I said, like, well, one day I'll definitely want to give back. Even now, like, I still want to give more back, but. I was blessed with the opportunity to, as I said, like to bring in a larger order of clothing so that I had more room. I know I was going to Nigeria for Christmas, so I, I purposely bought in a larger stock of clothing to give to Nigeria when I get there. Okay. And that was just that was just an amazing day, man. Like to as I said, the reaction that like the reaction that they had when giving them the t shirt brings me so much joy. And I can't wait to give more. Like my dream really is to travel the world and just give that's my dream because I love like the joy that it puts on people's faces. So I, that's my, that's really my number one dream in life to travel the world and just give. Yeah. 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 Ab- absolutely. Austin giving is always better than taking. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because when you give, when you give in turn, you, you, you sort of get, get back. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, I don't know how that plays out, but yeah. I know surely, you know, giving is better than taking hundred percent. It's the happiness that you feel for me that, that really sells it to me. As a young young guy, you you're in school studying. You've got your fashion brand. You know, how do you manage your time? <laughs> that's good. That's a good question. Um, with me, I've never been organized. Um, you know, I'm like my room's always been a bit messy. Like, I've never really been an organized person. But and for me, uh, we are organized as priorities. Like, I know what my priorities are. If I've got a big business meeting, like I did on Tuesday, then 
like about parties, that's more important than my lecture because my lecture I can watch back. But this business meeting is once I can't get it back. So for me, when you're balancing multiple things here, make, make sure first of all it's doable. Like if if like I was playing football, for example, when my lectures were, it's not possible. I have to I have to sacrifice football. You know what I'm saying? So like make sure that it's doable, and when it is doable, make sure you prioritize. If you've got um a big business meeting or a big like thing for your business, then you might have to sacrifice. That's what it's all about. It's all about sacrificing as well. So you maybe have to sacrifice this lecture and just go do whatever. But it's literally for me about priorities, about how important it is and what's more important and what's like what can I catch up on, what can't I catch up on. So uh, the way the main way I, I I look at the start of the week and see that wow, so what's the bigger priority this week and what can, what do I have to sacrifice? And hopefully I won't have to sacrifice anything because it all fits in perfectly. But when it does cross over, I definitely have to make sacrifices and um, use priorities. Being a black man, you know, an ethnic minority yeah. in London, has that had um, had any impacts on you growing up and, you know, up to where you are right now? I feel like a lot of black people in school was hard for them in terms of like, um, well, what personally for me is I wasn't told to be black for maybe till I understood what being black was. And I feel like that's the same for a lot of people because in school, especially in England, you're not taught about black, you're not taught about your history. So all I was taught in school was English history um, and maybe French history, but I was never really taught about my history, my culture. So why would I really be proud to be who I, a black man if I don't know anything about my history? Like the, people always say, oh, I love yourself. But if you don't know what to love, then why would you? You know what I'm saying? So I feel like growing up in London, especially when I was like one of 10 black people in a, in a, in a school, not that I hate, I love being black, don't get me wrong, but I didn't understand, I don't love being black as I do now because I don't know my history. And plus in school, which a lot of people do, like you get kind of mocks of being black. Like definitely not, I wouldn't say it's bullying, but as a culture, like white people might mock your surname or like mock your, mock your like African accent or whatever. And so when you're getting kind of mocks for you being African, and on top of that, yeah, you don't know any history of your black culture then it's really hard to really, for especially young people, especially as a boy, as a, we talk about 12-year-old boys here, 13 year old boys, imagine how hard it is for 12-year-old, 13-year-old boys to really love themselves as a black man when one, you're not being taught about your history and two, you've got the kids next to you mocking your surname, even if it's just a joke, but you've got the kids next to you mocking your surname and maybe the girls might be show, might not be showing you as much love because they're black as well then. As a 13-year-old boy, I feel like it's very, very hard. So I feel like there needs to be a change in terms of education where a black man knows where he's from. Because it wasn't until I knew where I was from that I really started to love myself and go to Nigeria. Now I want to have a house there because I love it there. But in school, I wasn't taught about how amazing Nigeria was. All I saw was the adverts on TV about, you know, the, the people living in poverty and this and that. So, like, I feel like as as a black man who didn't know much about his history and about his culture, it was hard for me to really like love being black, as I do now. But now I I, I love I love being black. I want I want to it for the world. We're power, we're so amazed and powerful. We've been through so much. Yeah, that's that's good. I was thinking absolutely. So do you do you do you do you think that going back to Nigeria regularly would bridge that gap of you knowing where you're from? You know, if for 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 instance, if if kids could go back home regularly, do you think that would help yeah. to to enlighten them about their history and where they are from. Definitely, definitely. Like, um, like when you go back, because Nigeria isn't just all like poverty, like it makes out. There's beautiful places in Nigeria. Like when I went to Nigeria recently, there was so many beautiful things, so many beautiful scenery, and even though in Nigeria and Africa as a whole, there's so many beautiful mountains and nature, and even the culture. Like that, Nigerians are funny people. Africans are funny people. Like when you go to the culture and you see how like how how happy everyone is, like. 
people I don't see happiness in England like I do in Nigeria I see people much happier because they don't they don't look at they don't compare themselves like if you've got an iPhone 4 and he has an iPhone 6 then you laugh at him for not for, for, for spending more money you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. whereas in England in England if I've got an iPhone 8 and someone got an iPhone X wow my life is a failure you know what I mean so I feel like in Nigeria people are a lot more happy so but as I say not everyone can afford to do that like if I've been honest a lot of young black men can't afford to go to Nigeria because Nigeria is expensive or Africa as a whole but what I would say to them people is Talk to your parents. Talk to your grandparents. Find out about your history. Find out about what they've gone through. Find out about their time in Nigeria. Like, I've had a conversation with my uncle and my dad, and it was one of the best conversations I've ever had. I even told my uncle that you need to make a movie out of your life because it's so interesting. So literally, like, if you can't go to Nigeria or bring Nigeria to you and ask your parents, ask your cousins, ask your aunties, ask your uncles about their time in Africa, and then that will help you gain understanding. Also, Google's free. Just Google your culture. I learn how amazing you actually are. Yeah, yeah. You spoke earlier on about about your dad. You know, being you and your dad, you you close. You know, and um, your dad yeah. being being like being like a being like being like sort of say like a body to you. Have I haven't said that? You know, what's your take on mentorship? Well, um, I've got as long as my dad. I've also also got a lot of, a lot, another mentor called Keith, who's been great for me. And I thought that mentorship is so important because there's so much time you have in life. And if you can learn from people that have been through it, it can save you so much time. So, like, mentors are people that have been through what you're going to go through and they can educate you on how to do it, you know what I'm saying, so that you don't have to go through it. So, like, if you're, if if my mental business failed, he can educate me on why it failed. That way I can use that knowledge and and then apply that to myself so that I won't go through what he went through. And that means it'll save you so much time as a mentor. And also, like, having someone to look up to you is so important because when you've got someone that really inspires you, it pushes you to another level. And I feel like your circle is really makes who you are. And if you're surrounded by people that aren't, have all your kind of mindset, there's only so far you can go. But when you go, like, if I live with Jay-Z for a year, I will be a different person. And I feel like I've become a different person since I started BTSO, my business, born to stand out, because I've been around some amazing people. And that's really shifts my mindset. Even now, my mindset compared to people my age is so different, because I've been around successful people due to being in the business world so you're literally your environment is everything and having a mentor who can inspire you is so massive for you massive yeah you're right 100 it, it's all about the mindset as well yeah you know when you, when you change your mindset the way you think the way you see things see things differently and of course you know we also have to unlearn most of the things we've we, we already know you know so we can yeah, so we can be yeah. open to more diverse things you know definitely so, I, I think that um i think mindset is everything like, I feel like happiness comes from your mindset. Like, you can have everything in the world, yeah, blessings, but if you don't see it as a blessing, you won't be happy. One thing I've learned recently is that, like, happiness comes from you. Like, you need to bring happiness from what you what's around you. People are still concerned about comparing themselves to other people. Like, they, they think that they need this to be happy or they need that to be happy. But at the end of the day, if you're at university, if you've got this clothing, if you achieve that achievement, if you score the goal in football, that's draw happiness from your situation and stop looking at other people for happiness. You know what I mean? And I realised that happiness all comes from a change of, change of perspective. Like, I can... Like, the other day, yeah, I went to the quarterfinals, I mean, semifinals of, or in football. I could have sat here and said that, oh, um, this boy is 19 years old, yeah, we're in Champions Leagues. But no, that that would bring me unhappiness. Yeah. But um, I, I I saw that I went to quarterfinals, and I don't care what anybody else is doing. The fact that I'm happy myself because I went to semifinals, that's enough. I feel like too many people, yeah, they they would neglect their happiness because they compare themselves to other people. Whereas, no, look at your situation. Look at what you're grateful for and draw happiness from your situation. That's the only way you'll truly be happy. You'll never be happy comparing yourself ever. Just, you have to draw happiness from your situation. And that's really what I strongly believe. It's all about perspective. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Happiness, love, kindness, you know, empathy as well. Yeah. 
yeah yeah good so 100%. what so what is your what what was your take on networking like you know when people go to these networking events you know because i've i've been to few yeah. myself you know and there are different messages and different different mm-hmm. all different stuff you know going there so as, as a young guy you know i know you you've been to some networking events you know what's your take on that well, as i say like growing up in london is you know every single person is mentally like how, what you like mentally same as you like they might want a nine to five which is nothing bad but they might want a nine to five or they might be more interested in clubbing and girls and then a legacy so i would say that what networking does here is it gets you in environments where you're around like-minded people because it can be so hard to meet people that think the way you think and mentally think as are mentally as strong as you so networking definitely what first of all gets you an environment where you're literally around people that think just like you and for that that can be so refreshing because it makes you feel like wow i'm not a crazy you know what i'm saying and there's people that are out there that are like me and for me that brings me so much joy to think that wow like i'm not alone in this journey there's other people going through it that's one thing number two if you want to if you want a business like if you want a business networking is everything like i say i own a fashion brand i need a cameraman i need a marketer i need a web developer um you know what i'm saying i need a designer i need all sorts of things in it so really and truly i need to be networking to find those people you know what i'm saying yeah. So like even though for networking, I would have a brand because I need those people to push the brand. So networking also the business from a business point of view helps you find people that you need in your niche. So like it was it's all come to you. You have to go out and look for it. And if you go to these networking events and network, and as we will say yeah, I give your network is your net worth. If you can find an upcoming cameraman who's amazing, who's just as good as someone that's paid charging two grand, then you're winning because you're paying twenty pounds for a cameraman who can do the same job as someone that's earning two grand. So. And that's all through your amazing network. You know, you know what I mean? Like, if I wanted my clothing in a store, it'll be hard. But if I've got somebody that I've networked with, I've got a relationship with, then it'll be a lot easier to make that connection. So your network is really your net worth. And a lot of things in life, in the business point of the world anyway, are people usually turn to people that they know. So if you've got a connection, then it's a lot easier to get in with him than it is to find a random stranger. So your network is really your net worth. For me, you know, I, I always say, you know, relationship is a new economy you know so yeah. so the, the way you relate to people and you know the way you treat people as well you know i think goes a long way yeah definitely man and one thing i read a lot of videos on youtube about like from professionals and one thing they always say is the energy that you put out you always get back so it, there's people that i might have helped when i was like 16 but because i helped them later on the line they might say you know what let me buy a t-shirt or whatever because i really appreciate how you supported me so let me even like, let me put some clothes and like the energy that you put out you always get back if you put in negative energy the energy will only come and find you if you rip this guy off he's one lost a kind of customer and two that person you ripped off will then go to another customer and say you know what he's not good they're good to him so the negative energy although it might benefit you in the short term they will always come back to bite you always always and that's one thing we people to remember Cool, that's cool. So there's a lot of innovation, love, love things going on, social social media, yeah. you know, things like that. So what what's your take on social <laughs> social media and mental health? What's your take on that? I think it's more of a human problem than a social media problem. Like I, I listen to a guy called Gary V who's amazing. I think you check him out. Everyone should check him out. And there's nothing's changed. Before phones, there was internet. Before internet, there was newspapers. Before newspapers, there was books. Like we've all people are so quick to judge a new thing. But nothing's changed. The same way that we are on our phones now, on the train, no one's communicating. If you look at a picture from 50 years ago, people on newspapers not communicating. So, like, I think it's more of a problem with the humans. And I feel like one thing I'm so strong passionate about is social media is what you make of it. And you follow, you choose to follow who you follow. You choose to post who you post. You choose to use Instagram how you choose to use it. 
if Instagram will make you depressed, delete the app. I'm saying it might be harsh, but people forget that they're in control. If it's not trying to make you depressed, delete it. If somebody is annoying you, block them. And the way I've set up my social media is I've unfollowed people that don't inspire me, don't motivate me. So now I'm not looking at rubbish. I'm now looking at people. Whenever I click on the Instagram app, I'm inspired because I, I follow people that genuinely inspire me. So right now, I'd have an issue with social media because I've set it up because I remember I remember that I have control over what I see. And now I follow people that motivate me, inspire me. And everybody that doesn't do that, I've unfollowed them. I feel like people forget yeah, that they have control over their, their social media and you do what you want. Like my, my Twitter is literally football pages. I only follow football pages and that's the way I've set it up. And don't let anyone tell you that's the wrong way to do it because it's your life and you have control. So I've taken control over my social media and now I only see what I want to see. And that way I'm, I'm mentally, I'm very strong kind of thing. Okay, cool. Absolutely, Austin, because uh, social media for me, it's what you put in, what you get out, you know, mm. you know. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't pull in, pull in certain things, you won't get those things out. So if you, if you pull hate, if you yeah. pull hate, if you pull hate out there, you're definitely going to get hate back. If you pull love out there, you're definitely going to get love back. 100%. You know? And you control what you see. Like you control what you see. Like you follow what you follow. Like you can't be upset that your, that your income is full of rubbish and women because you've chosen to follow them you know what i mean it's crazy it's absurd like people say that oh people say that wow social media is so negative you follow and you're following these negative people follow go follow some positivity and then your, your social media will be more positive my wife's instagram is full of positivity because guess what i follow positive people so like people forget that you have control and you choose who you follow that's the that's the that's the, the realness of it <laughs> <laughs> uh, Austin, that's right, man, hundred percent. Uh, so when you when when you know studying, you know designing designing clothes, you know yeah. how how do you spend your time? Well, um, like I said like football is like that for me that escape. So uh, football is definitely the way I escape from the world. Like when you're on a football pitch, people that play football understand that you literally forget everything else in the world. So that's definitely one thing I do, and also like it's important to, to keep fit. So football keeps me fit. Like, I eat a lot, so playing football definitely keeps me fit and healthy. And a healthy body is a healthy mind. I also go to the gym, which is, as I say, the healthy body is a healthy mind. Definitely, like, the depressing. But also, for me, a massive thing is music. Like, I listen to so much music because music just keeps me driven out. And I feel like now, music is so important. What you listen to, yeah, can affect you mentally. Like, if you're constantly listening to rubbish, that will affect you. Know, like, you won't notice it, but your self-conscious will be full of what you listen to. But if you listen to people that actually like talking, like inspiring stuff, then that will change. So I listen to so much music, so much like people like Meek Mill, people that really like are inspiring and stuff like that. So music is definitely one thing that I'm doing when I'm not like, I'm also like, I love, I love, I love humans. I love spending time with people. So I love spending time with friends. I love talking to friends and I just love meeting new people. So like when I'm not, business or university i'm definitely like with my friends socializing catching up and just you know just having a laugh i love i love laughing so yeah man i i, I would have i've always got time for those things you spoke about music right now you know so what is the what what is the tune what is the tune you're jamming right now <laughs> um i like laugh is good by drake but um i also like meek mill's new song could believe um which is very motivational but my favorite artists are really meek mill meek mill's like my idol like in music and in life because he's been through so much he's lost so many people yeah. his dad died when he was five so he literally my, 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 my I love him I think he's an amazing rapper as well as a person um, I also like Drake old school Drake like he really gets you in your feelings man so um, I like I like a bit of old school Drake so are you are uh, you saying are you saying yeah. are you saying you don't like you don't you don't like any of his new any of his any of, any of his new content 
um, not as much. If I'm being honest, I feel like a lot. I feel like the the, the main thing that people like listen to. I don't really like listen to listen to it. Like the new kind of rap with all that like drug talk, or whatever. I'm not. I don't. I don't have against. I don't have anything against it or people that listen to it. But for me, that's what like really what I like to listen to. I like to listen to like real like rap with meaning kind of like behind it. I like to listen to music with meaning behind it and that's definitely like what I kind of jam to you know what I mean but at the same time I do like to get a bit excited and a bit like you know hyped up but mainly I like listen to like music with a meaning behind it so like right now I'm probably listening to people like maybe Kondo Rondo Meek Mill people that that's what I just bum jam to people like music with meaning behind it so you don't you don't you don't jam any of any of the ninja songs <laughs> You know what? No, Afro, so Afro beat, Afro beat, Afro beat. I've got, I've got a whole Afro beat playlist. I don't know why I, I forgot about that. Like, like, I was, you know, I, was like, I was, I was wondering because I was, I was about to send the whole Niger crew to you right now. Like, yeah, you know, I got my whole, I got my whole playlist. I got a whole Afro beat playlist there. I like um beginning my favorite song right now. Afro beat, my, my Afro beat song is probably beginning by um, Kamba's name. I think it's um Joe um something boy. Oh, 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 Joe Boy. Is it, is it Joe Boy? There's Joe Boy, there's Fire yeah, Boy. Yeah, yeah, Joe Boy, yeah, beginning. That, that's my jam right now. And um, Burner Boy's new album, amazing. Yeah, yeah, amazing. yeah. That album, that, so that, that album is fire, man. Fire, man. I'm a, bit, I'm a bit tired of it now because, you know, I listen to it so much. But <laughs> when that album came out, I was jamming that one out, man. <laughs> so definitely, Alpha Beats. I love Alpha Beats. I love it. Okay, cool. So when I. I even met that video, you know. What? What do you say? I even met that video um, at when? the airport <laughs> in July. Really? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did he say hello to you? Yeah, I said hi to him, but I don't think he wanted to talk to anyone at the moment. So I got, <laughs> I got a picture and then he went about his day, went to first class in the plane and I went to economy class. And <laughs> <laughs> you know? Don't worry, just keep grinding and pushing. You'll be catching first class very soon. Yeah, I'll be joining him very soon, man. We'll, we'll be catching up. <laughs> Cool. So when I when I reached out to your LinkedIn, yeah, uh, you know about mm-hmm. getting interview with you and things like that. You know, what was that thing that made you, you know, say, you know what, I'm gonna do this interview? Well, actually, I actually like communicating. I feel like I've got so much, um, I've got so much in my head, just so much motivation, so much like perspective on life that people need to hear because a lot of people have a good perspective like me, but not get it out. And I feel like I, I want to help as many people as I possibly can and get my perspective out there. And as I said, I'm growing up, there wasn't many role models. Like, a lot of the role models are the people that are doing the bad stuff. And not a lot of people are going out there and being role models in a positive sense. That's one thing that I want to take upon myself to really be a role model. And I know that you've got a platform where you um, inspire people and help people. And I, I'm 100% for that. Because that's what life's all about. And people are struggling right now. People are depressed. I'll be definitely in a platform like this. And like my brand that really gives positivity. So I'm always all for spreading positivity. I'm giving people, I'm giving people my perspective and giving them a positive role model rather than the role models that look, they look at the streets. I want to give them role models that will actually, you know, like long-term legacy, legacy building the role models rather than the, the useless role models. Okay, that's good. That's good. Nice, nice answer. That, that's good. So if someone wants to get in touch with you, you know, where where is the best place for them to get in touch with you? Well, first of all, like, I don't have to my messages, innit? Like, I love, like, talking to people. I love talking to humans. I love helping people. So, literally, like, don't be shy. Contact me, get in touch, ask me anything, and I'll, I'll, and I'll have time for it. But my Instagram is Austin Okolo. So, that's A-U-S-T-I-N-O-K-O-L-O-O. So, Austin Okolo with another O at the end, because Austin Okolo was taken. Okay. So, I've got Austin Okolo with an extra O. So, A-U-S-T-I-N-O-K-O-L-O-O. Two O's at the end. Okay. And my LinkedIn is Austin Okolo. So you can find me on LinkedIn and um, you find my business. 
I'm born to stand out. So this is born to stand out LDN on Instagram and born to stand out LDN.com on the web. And yeah, that's, that's it really. Okay, guys. So, and if you, if you also want to follow, uh, you want to ask me any questions, just go on Instagram, ask the pros, you know, definitely find me out. Definitely. I'll, I'll definitely hit you back, you know, and Austin, it's been nice having this conversation with you, you know, and I'm, I'm proud of what you've done for yourself as a young guy. I know it's not that easy. We, we, we all the peer pressure, you know, with all the distractions out there, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of things going on right now in the world. You know, you've managed to, you managed to just carve that out for yourself, you know, and really, really, you know, proud that you've done that for yourself, you know, and grateful for the time as well, you know. Thanks for being Thank on Thank you so much, Thank you for having me, man. It's been great fun and been a great conversation.